What's up? It's your boy Leron L with my main man Brenton Wilson. It's another episode of Dropping the Mic, the realest illest sports podcast. Period. And you already know it's been a minute. So we hyped up, ready to go. Brent, what's good with you, my man? Hey, you said it, man. It's been a little while. We're back into sport uh sports talk time. I'm looking forward to it. Uh NFL draft going on, NBA playoffs going on. Hey, it's a lot going on in that. Let's put in the ear for him right now. I'm ready. Let's do it. So last time we chatted it up, we were hyped up about Tiger Woods hitting the, the Masters, and that was magical. You know, I know he didn't finish where he wanted to finish or how he wanted to finish, but the simple fact that he was back and competing, given all that he'd gone through, was worth everything. I'm not a huge golf guy, but when Tiger Woods is on the course, I'm locked in. That's it. Call it stupid, call it selfish, call it whatever, but that man is something special, and when you look at him compared to the rest of the field, there is a huge difference of just the attention. I mean, there was something like around like there was 1,500 private jets at the airport in Augusta. I mean, come on, man, who does that? Nobody else is rock star status like that. I don't care, Dustin Johnson and these non, these young guys, old heads, whatever. It ain't happened like that. What 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 did you get from it, Brent? No, you know you're exactly right. Yeah, you know, it's not crazy, foolish, or anything. Tiger Woods is must see TV, right? Um, he been must see TV since he started. Then after that injury, we yeah, right. Then we then after the injury, we weren't sure if he'd even walk or be normal again to be able to function at with normal, just walking and doing normal things, right? Dude was back out there and he looked good. Friday making the cut to get to the final rounds and everything. Like I said, he didn't finish what he wanted to, but just making the cut after what he went through, come on, that was must see in itself. And then it's I mean, it's it's the greatest golf we've ever seen in our life, right? We've always we all could say Tiger was the greatest golf we've seen. And to see him back and doing it at this level when we weren't sure we'd ever see it again. If you didn't see that, you're not a sports person. Any sports person had to see that. That's how I look at it. Tiger's that special, and it's that big of a sports moment. I'll put it that way. Hey, all great and valid points. So let's do a little roll call, right? Up first, USFL, are you plugged in? Are you locked in? Are you watching? I am not. I don't know what's going on with it. I'm going to let you give us the details because I can't even sit here and act like I'm plugged in. So I'm going to let you give them details for us. So so it's it's not that there's details to give, right? Um, the, the biggest highlight after week one or before week one was Kirby Wilson of the Pittsburgh Martyrs or whatever they're called, uh, cut a dude over his so-called discipline and conduct policy, which I thought was over the top. I almost felt like, are you serious? Like, don't flex in this kind of a league. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to make this league. We know it's not the NFL. We already get too much of that in NFL. We want to see the development of football players. Um, the product so far is what you ex- expect, right? It's not the NFL, obviously, but it's, it's football in the spring. And if you're like me, I don't really care for college spring football games because those are worse than powder puff games in high school. They're also worse than flag football games. I like it because you get some strategy, you get some nuance, some new technology, and that's what we're looking for because that's going to translate into the NFL 
soon enough, right? Um, we, we know the XFL is not back yet, but they're coming. And that's when it, I think these leagues really going to ramp up because now you're going to have two leagues competing in the springtime. The, actually, the XFL will start before this one. So like I said, so far, you, you see some of the Alliance guys playing. Um, it's not much, not much to brag on yet, but I do love the fact that Fox Sports is behind it. And so it's getting all the coverage you can get. You can't miss it. It's on Fridays, Sundays, Saturdays. It, it's on TV. You got to catch at least a game, a quarter, something. Um, and, you know, most people who are addicted to gambling, they're finding a way to get some action on that as well. So check out the USFL. It's worth a watch. Um, like I said, it's springtime. It's kind of hard to watch now because basketball's cooking. We're going to get there in a minute. Um, but that's that. So other sports that are kicking off, right? We got the WNBA draft that happened while we were gone. Um, got a couple issues with that, right? 36 players drafted, but realistically, how many people make the team? Brent, you know I'm an avid advocate for women's basketball. You know it's something that I die on this hill. People get mad. Why y'all talking WNBA? Because it's important. We have to. Um, but what hurts my heart and makes me mad is when the league shoots itself in the foot. How do you have star college players get into the league, get drafted, and they may not make a team? That's a problem. Uh, other problems that popped up, it's preseason games going on. You can't watch it on their league pass. That's a problem. You know, it, it's like, I know they don't want to expand because like we got to get some things in order, but the little things, you got to take care of the little things. Do you have anything you got to say on the WNBA right now, Brent, before we move forward? I mean, you hit it perfectly, right? Like, uh, not even talking about the preseason I've been watching, but, like, these stars have to have a chance to play, right? I mean, they need some kind of system where, like, hey, even if they're not making a starting, right, but they're on a roster, they have to have some way to know, like, this – they're going to be legit WBA players eventually. Do they need a year? Some may. Do they need two years? Some may. But if look at the logic. Think about that. Hey, tell me a player that walks out their first year in pretty much any sports in the star. Name well, one. Well, hold on. It's bigger than that. Okay. We, we got a couple local kids from the tone that um, one was drafted, Nalissa Smith. She was drafted by Indiana Fever. She's going to stick right. most likely. But we have another player from San Antonio, Keanu Williams, who went to Stanford. She started at Stanford. She got drafted by the Seattle Storm. Well, now she's on the Atlanta Dream. After one season, she couldn't – I'm sorry, she's on the uh, Phoenix Mercury, which is going to be a tough team to make. And that's my issue is like, how is it that you have someone who just started in college – and it wasn't just like, oh, she started because she had a good moment or she showed up in the tournament. No, she actually led Sanford, <laughs> you know, right. this thing. Right. And, and that person can't stick on a roster because of the salary cap and you're paying veterans, but you can't afford to keep rookies. So it's right. not even about skill or talent. It's just about numbers. And that's frustrating. Right. So you won't expand to keep some of these people. And then it's like, okay, you won't expand to keep people. But at the same token, you're not finding a solution. You're just letting them go overseas. So I'm like, right. why isn't there a, a WNBA G League? Like something, like they need to come up with something. Because it's a, it's a league that, like the NBA, has to find that, make a decision. What are we, who are we, and this is what we're going to be. And if you're, whatever you're going to be, are you all in with it, right? You got to go all in with it. Because like the biggest thing with expansion, right, for like other sports, like the NBA, is like, does it make sense? with the player pool, right, the roster for everything, do we need another team? Do we have the talent to put on that team to make that a legit team? And NBA probably doesn't, right? WNBA has the opposite of that. They have the talent. It's paying them, right? Put a, put a team in another city that doesn't have one that's a hot spot for basketball, you get, you're going to get the funding to be able to pay them, right? And you build up the WNBA 
in that city. I mean, you have the perfect situation. Like, like I said, other sports don't have the talent pool. Like the first thing you need is a talent pool because you can put all the money behind it, cool. It's going to still falter if it's not enough talent that people want to watch it. But they have the opposite. So this is when you go all in and make it work. WNBA is very young, right? It's new. It's young. It's growing. It's not getting the attention it deserves, but it's early. Think of what the NFL, NBA, when they first started, right? You have the talent to make this a big-time major sport in the United States. You have to run with it. I, I, don't, I think they're just moving too slow when it's actually hot right now, right? This is this the world is built on entertainment. We don't have to tell anybody that, right? Man, athletes make too much. Uh, rappers and singers, and they make too much. Entertainment makes the world go around right now. And this is hot. Hockey, I mean, I, I'm hoping they take advantage of it. But the long story short, it's too hot for them not to do be smart and take advantage of it. People want sports in their city. I don't care what sport it is right now. They want sports. Well, not right, if you're in Oakland. Line. Not not if you're in Oakland. You don't want baseball. You don't want football. You well, got basketball taken away from you. So not every, <laughs> every city wants sports. Um, so, Most. <laughs> so with, with that being said, it's like, come on, you got to do better. I'm with you, Brent. Take advantage of the of the motion, the ocean, the talent. Next year's NCAA tournament is going to be even better because uh, right. it's getting more attention. And it's that thing's only going to get better, produce more talent. So you got to – I'd rather you fail expanding – then fail staying stagnant. That's all I got. Right. So, uh, Brent, NBA playoffs, man. Um, how do you feel about the NBA playing? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, last year, I mean, uh, you know I'm a LeBron guy. Last year was Golden State Lakers, and I still wasn't that excited. Do not, do not curse on this podcast. You know how this gets me when you start talking about yeah. people. I, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, we're not even going to really talk about LeBron. I'm just saying last year when they had the playing game, I didn't get that excited, and it was the team I wanted to get to the playoffs, right? This mm-hmm. year, I had no skin in the game, and it was actually exciting. Like, let's be honest, watching Trey Young in Cleveland wave to the fans, that got me hyped. Watching Patrick Beverly and them act like they won a championship when, when he beat the Clippers – those games got me hyped. Those games gave me a March Madness type feel. These dudes playing their hearts out and to win and not win anything, but a chance to get in the playoffs and lose as an eight seed, a seven seed. But that was good basketball, man. If you, the Pelicans, the games they played, that was great basketball. And they did well against Phoenix. They gave Phoenix some trouble, right? They, I, I feel like we talk about in college, right? Um, those teams that have to play to, before they get to the – NCAA tournament have more to play for, they feel like, right? Because they've already been playing winning go home type games. And I feel like these playing games gets that kicks the playoffs a little bit sooner, right? These these the two teams is gonna make it or in a little bit more playoff mode already than the top teams. So you get better round one games. Right. I mean, I know the Hawks weren't competitive. I'm not, you know, they should have been. Uh Brooklyn will get to them. I'm not even gonna say anything about Brooklyn, we'll get to them. But the Pelicans, man, they were competitive. And what is Minnesota doing with uh, Memphis right now? Though I think those playing games made these rounds better because of the, the level of play they have to play to just to get in, right? You're playing for your season before you're really playing for your season in the playoffs. I like it. I thought it was really good this year. I, I can agree with 80% of what you're saying, right? I, I do feel like there was a different energy because here's the challenge, right? The season is too long because it doesn't have energy in it and people are right. load management resting. The regular season is different than the postseason so yeah that in between is great it almost makes me want them to shorten the season so we can get to this faster right like i get why the season was 82 games before because there wasn't as many competition of things to watch on tv i've always been a proponent push the season back start at christmas end it when you end it 
Now you're getting 66 good quality games. You got to fight to get in. I don't want a mid-season tournament like Adam Silver's talking about. Nope. One thing I would change about the playing games, though, is I need you to speed them up. They don't need days off. Play back-to-back. Right. I, heck, I would even be unopposed to let's go to Vegas and make it a tournament. We play in all the games there. Let's knock it out. Then get the first round started. Because I also feel like it's a disadvantage. Like you're punishing the teams that weren't in the play-in because I'm sitting and waiting and this dude's right. getting competition. They're sharpening their iron. So when I get you game one, it's like, whoa, those, those are some hot heat haymakers, right? And we've seen that before. We, we all know the legendary, oh, the Spurs would have beat the Warriors if Kawhi would have got hurt. Dude, the, the Warriors had been off for like 20 days because they swept through everybody. everybody. You had to battle for your life for two seven-game series. So you came in not rusty. And that's where I'm getting at. So I want them to speed it up so we could be done. Let's say hey, you got playing games. We're done. First round starts on this day. Everybody just taking a breath and a beat. Let's go forward. Um, so, yeah, I, like I, 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 I do like the playing games, although it does, you know, like this, this is the first year where I felt like all of them were competitive except for Charlotte. And we saw the consequence of that. James Brego got fired. Um, right. We're still waiting to see what happens with Quinn Snyder. Speaking of coaches, right, last year there was a bunch of coaching changes. And you mentioned one of the teams that was hot. You had Willie Green with New Orleans. You, you look at Monty Williams, who won Coach of the Year with Phoenix. He wasn't, he wasn't a new coach, but he was one of the newer coaches. You got Ty Lue out there making things happen with um, the Clippers, even though they don't have their two stars. Do you see a change in how – let's mention Jason Kidd, what he did with Dallas. Do you see – that there may be a changing of the guard. I'm Yudoka of Boston, what he did. It, it, is, is there, do you see anything in the coaching realm that stands out? Yeah, yeah, definitely to me jumps out a lot. Um, you're seeing now how players are built, how they think, how they process. They relate to dudes that have been through it too. Like like Green, right? Dude and, and Pelicans. He was a grinded out. He had 12-year career, right? Was his career ever easy? No, he had to work hard. He had to grind it out. So when he in the locker room and when he coaching them dudes, they relate. This dude really been through it. He'd been through the fire. He'd been through the grind. Tyron Lue, dude was playing hard. He, he known for the obvious step over, but this dude played hard, right? So when you get in there, you put talk about these moments and these things, you're relating. And you look at it, uh, a player, Green, look how hard the Pelicans played. They had a chance. They almost took Phoenix to seven. You know what I mean? Look at, look at some of these teams, right? Look at the... Um, Portland before all the injuries and everything, he had Damon out. He had them playing right, and McCullum go from him to Green, and it was he didn't miss a beat, right? And you're starting to see some of these coaches that are a little bit older been there a while. Some of these players, you're not seeing the same effort and locked in and all that. You know why? Because when you can relate to somebody, this era is a lot more about. Hey, they've been watching basketball like this, starting to watch basketball early. They're starting to play early. AU. They're starting to see coaches, so they're seeing. Oh, this dude. I had a 10-year career. Now he's my coach. He know what I'm, he know how we've been, what we've been through. He know how this sport is built. He get it, right? I think these coaches, these black coaches, and I mean, they're, they're all black, right? I'm not saying it could be a white coach. It doesn't matter. Anybody that's actually been through it and grinded through the, the, the NBA, which you go through in 82 games, I think we're going to start seeing more of them make impact in coaching because they having that, being able to relate and talk about going through the fire, through the grind, gives you an advantage, I think, now. You start to see that more than ever before. So who who would you say is the next guy to pop of a former player that's a coach on the bench? Mm. Let me ask you this I, real quick I, before I, we get there. I got, I got one question. Got Udoku, is he a better coach than Brad Stevens was for Boston? Uh, yeah. Like Brad Thank Stevens you. was overrated and over over like he, again that's in, in the American society he failed up. <laughs> Danny, Danny, exactly. Ainge, Danny Ainge exactly. failed out, but he didn't get fired. He wasn't held accountable for it. 
Exactly. It goes back to what you just said. Players watch the NBA because that's where they want to be when they when they right. get out of college, right? Exactly. They see guys on the court. They know their career. Now you got YouTube, Instagram, whatever. You can follow. You can you know. So guys want a dude who's not just selling them a story. They want a dude who is the story. And, <laughs> and that's where you see your Rick Carlisle's, all the stories you're hearing now about with him and Doncic, how he didn't allow Doncic to even play the game that was best suited for him. I'm sitting there watching Jalen Brunson averaging 27 points a game in the playoff. Like Jalen Brunson, like people had him as like the 12th man on the bench. And who's um, his coach? <laughs> Jason, I am the kid. Uh, th- this is why I want that team out in the West Coast and purple and gold to understand this. I, we don't need a popsicle Vogel. We don't no. need a rehash. We need somebody who's ready to pop. The guy that I would say who's next would have to be a Sam Cassell. Oh, he, he'd be the right. next guy. I'd be like, you know, now here's the only he's the next Chelsea Billups. What he got last year. You're right. No, I like that. He's pick a name. I don't care what name. You now, the only guy that I would go after that it's an old head that I think he's the OG of what we're talking about. Mark Jackson. If, if I'm though. if I'm Charlotte, dude, we would have been on the phone now. Right. Shout out. Shout out to Sacramento for being smart to give the man a hire. Um, that's where I would be with it. No, I'm with you. Think about it, though. Like everything you just stated, like. If you watch sports like we do, right? You lock in, right? You watch the change, right? When you were, when you were thinking like Michael Jordan's there up to Kobe's, Phil Jackson was a legend. And, you know, even before that red hour back, or you had Pat Riley, these guys were kind of like, this is what basketball is about in this era. These guys that's going to have like tough nose, physical basketball. So they've been coaching a long time. So people want to play for Phil and Pat Riley. And, but it, it's more, it's changed, right? Things change. It's changed to now. These guys don't like Pat Riley Phil couldn't coach now. They don't relate to these players. They hadn't been through the grind, you know. So when when guys go out and steal, you try to get a Rick Carlisle or a Stan Van Gundy, or you go with a Brad Stevens. You try to get those guys, right? You saw the results. Let's say Stan Van Gundy last year, Pelicans this year. Same Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens Celtics, Udoka Celtics. Same guys. Same team. What, what's the difference? You got somebody that's been through it. Like you said, you got somebody that, that is the story, not can tell you about the story, like that watch the story. They but, but they the also, like in the Brad Stevens case, right, he never had coached in the NBA. He'd been a college coach. Right. And this whole notion of thinking I can go from college to the pros and do the same thing, that's not always the case. Um, Idoka played in the league. He'd been on the bench for a minute. Yes, he was in San Antonio to pop and all that good stuff. He went to Philadelphia. He coached under Doc. He has been building his own thing in his head right and right. it it ties to something you said a while back and it always triggers myself when we start thinking about things change you always said um in, in football like deshaun watson lamar jackson they got these older coordinators that don't actually adjust their skill set nope. when you watch what watch green's offense it, it actually fits his it, it, it'll change when mccullum came you watch um you watch udoga's offense when did james james tape again you nine assists a game with Stevens, he did ISO player. He's actually putting these dudes in the in plays and in roles to be more effective, right? We always talked about not flashy, effective. Exactly, but we these, these older coaches, like the ones that without no real experience, like Stevens, weren't doing that. Just for, it makes you think of the offensive coordinator. So you see, like a Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson, when they're wasting their real skill set. These coaches now are coming in and making these dudes like, oh, I've been watching you as a as an assistant coach. These are all the things you do well develop a system to work around that. And now Boston looking like one of the best teams in the NBA where they couldn't get out the first or second round for the last three or four years. Here, here's another uh, point, right? Like to your Willie Green point, I've never been a friend of, fan of Brandon Ingram. Right. 
until this playoff series. He, I, I, I felt like he unlocked a B.I. that we've never seen before because most of the time with B.I., he catches the ball, he dribbles about 12 times, and he'll take a fadeaway. He had assassination <laughs> in his eyes. He had attack mode in his eyes. He had some, like, gravitas in his game this time. I was amazed. I was. I sat back and was like, when did we ever say Brandon Ingram man aggressive? Like, not one time or not like, oh, he got fouled, now he's mad. I mean, the dude talking trash, he on Chris Paul, and then when he gets the ball, he come attack. I'm like, oh, so you're not just talking and acting. You're actually playing physical, aggressive basketball. I know ain't no basketball super fist, uh, aggressive now compared to before, but when did he start getting to the bucket? I mean, instead of 12-footers, he was taking five-footers and three-footers and banking. I'm like – He was trying to yam that thing. He wasn't just – I was like, seriously? When did a when did dude that's 180 pounds soaking wet start being aggressive all the time? What changed? The coach. It's simple. We all saw it. Another thing that changed, right? The whole city, North, like I, I haven't seen that arena that amped up ever. Like they actually believed that they could beat the Suns. And I mean, that's not a slight. I'm not saying that to be joking. They actually felt that they matched up really well with them. Well, hey, the, 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 the whole thing that worked for that was, you just got the coach from the team that you're playing, so he knows everybody on that roster. He can scheme them and, and all that other good stuff, but he has your team playing above their head, which is going to lead us to a topic later on in the same subject matter about a certain player that wasn't on the court and what his future may look like. So out of the first-round matchups, I know we're still going on because we still got Memphis playing uh, tonight, Memphis versus Minnesota. Which which games were the, were the most exciting to you? Ooh, in the first round the series, yeah, first round. We'll talk about second coming up. Let's see. Um, Miami wasn't exciting because I knew Atlanta had no chance. I wanted Brooklyn to be exciting. No, I can't give Milwaukee anything because the Bulls with too many injuries. Right, that's just mm-hmm. too many injuries. I'm trying to go down the East first to see if any of them were. Philly wasn't exciting. We knew the Raptors. So the, the East really the first round because the East better teams are clearly better. Right, clearly. I mean, Head Phoenix, shoulders. Phoenix was fire. Um, Phoenix was fire. Um, New Orleans came to play every game. They didn't win every game, but they battled every game, right? Every single game was a battle. Minnesota and Memphis right now? Come on. I mean, Patrick Beverly scoring, doing the YouTube little sign, job doing it right back. They battling like they don't like got, each other. You got Cat talking about shh. Yeah. And, uh, with, nine, with 7.23, that, you know that boy ain't never been to playoffs. Like, you he like, know that, what time it is. Hey, you, hey, you know you want to be that dude, but you've never been that dude before? That's yeah. Cat. Like, oh, well, I'm that's his whole, doing. That, that's his whole game in life. 100%. I'm doing what I saw uh, Kobe do one time or somebody else that was that dude. And then I'm being that dude. And then we lose. And then Jog's doing the call me afterwards. You got to call me. And he doing it. I mean, they that series right there is great. I'm enjoying so, it. Th- that's great for the NBA. Like that, yeah. all that yes. right there is what I missed about the NBA. There's been no rivalry or no, None. I don't like you. Even if, even if it's just for on the court, like I need that in the NBA. And that's hard to do an 82 game regular season because the season's too dang long. Right. But hey, if you get real quick, if you get a one seed and a two seed, you want at least six games in the first round, that's good basketball. Name how many times you see a one seed go six games, a two seed in game six, maybe going seven. Not every game, every series was good. I mean, Denver well, look, just couldn't give it a hump. Not them, but these first yeah, two but, seasons, but Yeah, man. no, I'm, I'm with you. The Golden State Denver series, that was boring. Right. The Dallas-Utah series was only exciting if you were a Dallas Mavericks fan. You wanted to watch Dallas because you already knew Utah was going to collapse. You've seen that before. Um, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on – 
on the Memphis, Minnesota. That's a grimy, gutty series because they. The thing is, like I said, Phoenix and 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 New Orleans matched up well together because of that connection. Memphis and Minnesota matched up well together because they're the same team in a sense, right? So right. That that's what those two now in the East, like you said, right? The Boston, the Boston Brooklyn series was exciting because you want to see, okay, Brooklyn. You had a horrible season all year with this Kyrie being out, in and out, hard and traded, yada, yada. What's KD and Kyrie going to do? That's why that was intriguing. Not necessarily the right. basketball play because KD had the worst series of his life. Another topic we'll talk about here in a second. Then you look at the Philly-Toronto. That was only intriguing because Matisse Thibault couldn't play in Toronto. James Harden, which we'll ask about this conspiracy theory in a minute, he wasn't really playing like Harden. Embiid was hurt. So it was like wonky. It was like, you knew Toronto yeah. wasn't going to beat them, but they were playing like they could. But it's just like, uh, and then you had the whole thing about, oh, Doc Rivers is the only coach to lose a 3-1 series three times, and he had to educate them on the situation. So I'm looking, like you said, Milwaukee, Chicago is like, if Chicago had all of its pieces, they could have beat Milwaukee because Milwaukee's right. not that yes. good. E- even though they lost a piece, right, and Chris Milton, I just don't think they're that good to handle somebody that's going to play with, with toughness and heart. Right. But I mean, like you said, people don't know about Lonzo's balls impact. We talk about it quite a bit. You really, but you was big on Lonzo even when I was like, he not there. Lonzo is a key piece to a team. Caruso, defense, energy, key piece. They had a lot of key pieces. Then, then the COVID protocol hit them. I'm like, man, they can't, they don't have a chance, right? They're already too injured before. And then it just got worse as the games went on. I'm like, so um, that team would have been fun, but it's like you said, just too much going on. And so, um, but for the East, talking about that, these next round though. Yeah, let's start, let's, let's let's start in these Eastern Conference round two playoffs. Let's, yes. What do you got? So I really want to know your pick because man, I didn't believe in Boston, but Udoku is making me believe in his team because them dudes came out locked in all four games against uh, Brooklyn. They could have took a loss in game four and went back home and won. No, they came locked in. Milwaukee got Middleton missing the whole series. MCL sprain, level two, grade two, out for the whole series, guaranteed. So they look there probably third best, second best, how you, how you rate Holiday, right? They're missing him. So can Giannis beat this Boston team that just put Durant on notice, right? Can, can they? I, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know who. I'm, I'm, I was always Milwaukee. Because I'm like, Milwaukee's going to walk to the West Coast, East Coast Finals just because, right? I don't know if they can beat Boston anymore. Boston got home court. And Boston playing really good without Middleton. It's going to be a heck of a series. And then, um, this, yeah, let's talk about this one first. Then we'll get to Miami-Philly next. What do you think about this one? Well, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm root. Look, I'm a Lakers fan. I can't say this too loud, but I'm rooting for Boston just because of I'm a Udoka. I like everything right. he's done. I I don't trust him, but Budenholzer. Um, Never had. I, I think he like he was fortunate last year to win the chip. It wasn't because of him. It was in spite of him. Exactly. Um, I don't. I can't put too much stock in the Brooklyn series though. And here's what I mean by that. I give stock because they swept them. Right. They didn't let them win a game. Right. But it's kind of like you, you did beat a lame duck. Like, they didn't play defense all year, so that's not shocking. Your defense was – I don't want to take with that performance and say they're going to do that to Milwaukee because that's not going to happen. I right. still – there's still some things I have issues with with Boston. Like, I don't know when Jalen Brown's going to become a consistent offensive contributor. Right. right? That's an issue for me. Uh, I still need some more point guard play from Pritchard or whoever's going to fill that role. So – if you're going to beat the Bucks, you better do it now because there is no Middleton. So whoever – you can't stop 
Giannis, you just have to make him ineffective. Like he can score 30, but it's like the most ineffective 30 possible. I got a question for you about that. I got something. Yeah, go ahead. So two things I want you to ask me about Giannis. Um, is Giannis, because last year, I didn't think Giannis was that dude until last year he proved to me he can be that dude. I gave him his credit last year. Finally, he earned it. He deserved it. Uh, MVPs out of the season didn't matter. Being able to step up in the playoffs when you needed to, like he did against Phoenix in the finals, give him credit. Two, first question. Can Giannis lead them past this team and does it elevate your status of Giannis if he dominates the series like that? Does he yes, go to yes, the next yes. level? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. That's uh, what I'm saying. Okay. This is that chance, right? This is that like, hey, man, when I'm like, Kobe's a killer. And and, that, and we knew, like, he started killing. I'm like, oh, now Kobe's at the level where I expect this every single time because he's that, he's that dude. Can Giannis become that? I mean, I'm not comparing to Kobe. I'm saying, can he become that dude from Milwaukee? Like, hey. No, it's not going to be on that kind of a level. It's not going to be on this assassin type. Like, the no, job. no, that's what I'm saying. But he can be that version from Milwaukee. Like, like when we in a big moment, Giannis is going to step up now. He's not going to fold anymore, right? But he, so not he's, like he, the assassin he, level. But. He's shown that already. He's already, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's well, already last shown year, that. But I need to see it two years in a row. You can't show me one great year when you went off and then come back next year and be average. I need him to do that again. That's what I'm saying. He do that now. I'm like, I'm not asking if he's going to do it. I'm expecting it now, right? Right now, I still have a bit of a question, like, is he going to be that, guy, that dude again? This, after this series, I'll be like, okay, he's ready to be that dude consistently, right? He's ready to be a Kobe. Not, I'm not putting on saying love. I'm saying ready to be that dude from Milwaukee year after year, right? Well, the, the, we pro the, the problem is you can't compare him to somebody who's already finished playing and say, oh, okay, now he's going to do it year after year. He may do it this year and then never again. So that's that's <laughs> something you have to assess after the fact, not in the moment. And what I'm telling yeah, you is that – But I'm he, saying we can start expecting it now if he does we, it, right? We expect him uh, to be that no, guy. No, no, no. We, we had to expect that when he started winning MVPs. Like, no, he, that that's have been yeah. the expectation, right? Fair, well, fair. I, I'm a big believer of this. Heavy's the head that wears a crown. You heard me say this a lot about LeBron James. If you get the biggest check – I have the business, biggest expectations. I'm not going to wait right. for you to do something. No, if they're paying, just like Ben Simmons. It's already time. He's folding like a wet tent. They paid you the money. It's time to perform. It's already if, time. If, okay. if, if okay. it's a mental health issue or whatever you're saying issue, that's fine. Don't ask for the money back. You feel he me? Like, ben Simmons, huh? Yeah, yeah like, you don't, don't tell me, oh, well, you still owe me $20 million. You didn't play 20 minutes. I'm not, I don't owe you 20. You're hurt. Remember, you're mentally hurt. Go sit down somewhere. Um, I'm done with him, bro. I'm done with him. So I'm, is America. I'm with Stephen A. Smith and everybody else what they said about this. When this dude said, I got some mental issues that make my back hurt, I know it wasn't exactly that, but that that was the gist of it. I'm done with this kid, man. I'm, bro, you're playing professional basketball entertainment to make a lot of money. Stop acting like you're going out there and risking your life to get shot. You're going into a military war for World War II or something, World War III. Stop talking like that. What you what you mean, you mentally? And I'm, I understand mental health, mental awareness. I get it. You're playing basketball in front of people and making too much money for doing it. What What are you talking about? I, it, he he annoyed me now. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Listen, I hear you. Let's finish this and we'll get to that because I want to give you a comp for that. Um, okay. So who do you have winning the series? Let's just start for Boston, Milwaukee. Are you going Boston or are you going Milwaukee? I'm going Boston right now. I'm Boston today. I may change later. I'm Boston right now. And until I won that two days until, ago. Until, Yeah. I'm leaning. I think it's a 51-49 type of game. Um, I think Milwaukee has enough talent. They're long, uh, right. and again, I can't fully trust Experience. the Boston. You just beat the broken down Nets, so <laughs> I'm gonna go Boston. So the next series we have Philly versus Miami. That's gonna be a bloodbath. Man, Miami. That's gonna be an old. Say it again. Miami. Miami well, no, six, no. Max. Look, I didn't say Miami oh, it's was gonna be gonna physical. Win. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, see, the problem is you say that, but. Miami's older too, right? You had Butler with knee soreness and fluid. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Kyle no spring Lowry. chicken. Yeah. 
If right. Harden plays he's like Harden played game. game six, then that could be a problem. My T. Seibel now can play every game. Yeah, that helps. Defense, it, especially. It, it's um, going to be an intriguing match. It's going to be an old school 90s, 2000s type right. battle. And I, I'm here for all of it every minute. So I don't know. I think I, my, that's a pick em. I think my bias that I wish I didn't have is, is hurting my excitement Objectivity. for the series. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Harden is built for it. I never have. So if Harden was actually play to the talent he has, this it's going to be a heck of a series. But if Harden does what he did when he was up 3-1, when Chris Paul got hurt, or what he did in the finals against Miami in 2013 with six-minute year, and then he all of a sudden couldn't do anything. Every time the moment gets really big, he gets really small, right? And I always feel like, can I trust him? Miami is, the is in their mind now, is the biggest test, right? Because they're the one seed. This is when Harden does what Harden does and becomes that guy that's just like, I'm good, but I'm not great. If we get Harden wanting to be great and, and locking in and not being in his own head, Hell of a series. If we get the Harden that I'm used to getting, it, it just bothers me because I've never seen this dude be like, if he had the same energy he had when he tried to get a strip club to go play basketball in the big series, I think we good. But I, I just don't know if I'm going to get that guy. I don't know. Fair enough. That's, 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 that is, that's the ultimate question is he's, he's the pendulum swinger to make this game right. or series exactly. and even. Um, let's go back to the Western Conference, right? But let's go back to the last matchup in the West Conference, Memphis, Minnesota. Who wins this game? We're going to game six. Do we go game seven? No, nah, Memphis over? finish it. I think it's time for Memphis. To I can't trust. See, I can't trust Memphis. I can't, uh, either, Men- but I think I can't tra- trust Memphis. I love J- John Morant, but at the same time, there's some flaws and holes in this game. I know he's a killer, but but it's not like he's that organized mob killer. He's a little messy. Right. Leaving some DNA on the scene. You know he was there. <laughs> right. I don't need I don't need you to tell me to call every time you win a game or do something. I don't need you going back and forth with Pat Bev. Save that energy and show him and, and let him go home with a suitcase. Then I would feel more confident. So going back to Minnesota, I felt like Minnesota is going to return the serve. We're going to have an epic game seven. I think it's going to be where nobody can make a basket. And then fourth quarter, somebody's going to light up and go from right. there. So I, I hope that happens, but th- what you said about John to spin on that, right? This makes me laugh because uh I think we touched on it just like via text me and you were just texting on a, a couple of days back, right? I I can't take the like I'ma kill you and you did. You 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 went 20 something in the second half, game winner. You did it. You can't tell me about as good as you did it. Like he wanna tell you about it as good as he did it on the court. Like, hey, you do it on the court. You talk a little hot afterwards. Hey, I'm that dude. What did I say? Jai, go get a basket. Cool. We feel it. Bro, the call me, the antics. And then, like, it's like, I'm going to do much as I did on the court, off the court to let you know I did it. Like, hold on, Jai. Part of being great is when you kill, we knew it. We saw it. Let us let, let us dance for you. Let us say that stuff for you, right? Like, hey, Jai, that dude, Jai, this, Jai. You saying too much, right? I need you to stop saying as much as you're doing because you're doing a lot. I'm giving you credit. You didn't have some down game. Like you said, he's not the smooth assassin. He's, you know, a little more rougher out there, but he's doing it. But then he got to tell you all about it. And like, he's more mad to tell you about it than when he was doing it. And I'm like, come on, you can't do both, bro. You, give, give me one and then let me hype you up. If you hype yourself up more not hype you up, I can't feel that as much. You know what I mean? He do too much of that for me. I agree. What's your assessment of the Golden State Warriors? Are they are they back? Are they just did they have like a series that made them look better than what they were? What, what what's your assessment there? Man, I think they're more grind out the game six, game five win when Jordan Poole wasn't on fire the whole time. I think they're more that team than the team we saw the first three and a half games. They had one bad half where they didn't, but I think they're more that team. I think Memphis. The reason I want Memphis to get done, I think Memphis gives them trouble because Memphis one of the best offensive rebounding teams. So that small ball line is going to get bullied against Memphis. 
So Memphis, I don't know if Memphis can beat them, but Memphis had a lot of things that exposed the Golden State Warriors' weaknesses that Jokic couldn't expose. Because Jokic is Jokic great, but they ain't bullying you around in Denver, right? Memphis plays a more physical game. So actually, I, I think Golden State will struggle a lot more if Memphis gets there because I don't think they're as good as they look, in my I'm, opinion. I'm not saying this for ratings or shock value, but this is how I really feel. I feel like Minnesota or Memphis can beat Golden State. Okay. Um, only because... Up. Yes, there's Dre. Yes, there's Clay, and yes, there's Steph. But after that, it's equal. I know everybody's on the Jordan <laughs> Pool train, the GP two no. train, but great I don't stories, know. Like, great stories, but the, the energy that these two are playing with, like I feel like Memphis has more edge. I feel like right. they, I feel like they're the kind of team that like New Orleans was against Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix ultimately won, but they had the better players. Right. But in this case, I feel like their players won't back down. They're not afraid of Steph Curry. They're not afraid of Draymond Green. They're not afraid of Klay Thompson. So that's right. Because Minnesota, to be honest, people call them a young team. They're not that young. No. Like, Cat's been in the league like eight years. Not that he's effective. Uh, but Pat Bev. They're, they're youngest guy. Yeah, they, they, some of their youngest guys are some of their best players off the bench or like Anthony Edwards, who's uh, giving them big buckets. But Vanderbilt, all these guys off the bench. Uh, are coming in. You got Malik Beasley. He ain't young. Like they like you, New Orleans. Yeah, pretty like much. New Orleans got some a young, good mix. Yeah, just like that. Exactly. Speaking of New Orleans, got to give a shout out to my man Jose Alvarado. He he <laughs> he personified um, what's missing in the NBA. Like when we grew up, at least when I grew up, you had journeyman players that they were like you said, Willie Green, scratch and clawed to be on the team. Maybe bounced around four or five teams, but they gave you everything they had. I feel like we're too much in prima donna NBA. Right. Like if we can get away from that and get more of what we're seeing in the Memphis Minnesota series, and and I don't want to blame all this stuff, but it's kind of Steph's fault. Steph and Harden, these guys are more finesse. Don't hurt me. Don't touch me. I'm gonna get jokey, crazy fouls. Yes, I know Chris Paul does it too, but he does it more like to get under your skin. And to prove a point, whereas I feel like Harden built his whole game around that. There's a huge difference. CP3 right. going 14 to 14 in the game. He ain't about tricks because those are for kids. He about business. Business, right? Ho ho hopefully he can get to the end and finish that business, but we'll see. But yeah, I hope so yeah. Shout out to the Jose Alvarados of the world. That really like okay, that's cool. A kid undrafted comes in. He's playing big minutes. No, he plays hard as he possibly can all the time. Like you said, that's old school. Like. I'm gonna be on your team. You know why? You ain't nobody gonna work harder than me. Hey, hey, you all may be better than me. Go harder than me though. Play harder than me on defense. I'm gonna pick you up full court, or I'm gonna stand behind you and sneak up and get you. If your if your court awareness is 80% instead of 100, I'm gonna pick your pocket from behind. All that stuff is just playing hard and smart all the time. And like you say, nobody does that anymore. It just doesn't happen. And then one last thing on the Denver um Memphis comparison. Uh, Monty Moore's not going to get in your face. Aaron Gordon wanted to get tough after Draymond Green had bullied him for four games, right? Uh, then, they, then instead of fighting Golden State, they want to fight each other on the bench, right? Memphis is going to talk trash to Golden State and mean it, right? Uh, yeah. Denver, like, oh, we've been bullied. Let me try to get tough. No, Memphis is really built that way. Is it going to work? I don't know. But they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to fight each other, I guarantee that. Um, Bang going to talk to them. Uh, Brooks, he going to talk to them. They're going to talk to you and be in your face all game. And you're not going to bully them like Draymond did to uh, Denver. You know what I mean? It's like just mm -hmm. two totally different teams. Denver was like, oh, we want to get tough and we'll fight each other before we fight them. Memphis is the complete opposite. So they're going to come ready for, to battle all the time. They don't got – and then Minnesota's a good prep team for them because ain't nobody more annoying than Pat Beverly. So oh, definitely. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. He definitely is a prep. So let me ask this question. <laughs> um, do you feel – that Memphis has kind of lost some of that um, 
grit and grind in their game. Yeah, and I don't like it. Um, okay, team, I thought I thought I was the only one. You're right. Go no, ahead, the go team, ahead. I, the team I saw the last twenty some games, or that stretch when Jai was out, that was just grinded out, gritty, tough. It's like almost sometimes, like I said about Jai, they talk more than they're doing it, right? Like they're they're talking more than they, they they're part of the Usher and T Moran and Carl Anthony Taz that antics where they're laughing together. No, y'all y'all can't like each other. Y'all can't talk like this and then be cool in spaces, right? Yeah, all season y'all were like, oh, we ain't getting no respect, we ain't getting no credit. Keep that same chip, but mean it, right? I, I, sometimes it's like they're like, okay, we kind of earned it now. Like, no, you ain't earned anything. If you if you don't win the Western Conference as a two seed, you underachieved. You got to get there and go seven with Phoenix for me to be like, okay, Memphis if, steps yeah, up to what if, they're supposed yeah, to do, right? Exactly. If you don't get to the yeah, Western Conference Finals and compete before we give you any credit, right now you're underachieving. Going six with Minnesota is underachieving, right? So I need them to play like they talk, like they did all season. Right now, sometimes they're not playing with that, right? I'm like. Y'all were built to grind out. Minnesota should be a perfect test for y'all. Maybe five games series where you grind out every game because that's how y'all built. It's like they tried to be cooler this series. I don't know. It's like, yeah, they look too they're cool. All, they're, all, they're almost pulling, to use a, a football reference, a Baker Mayfield mindset. Right. Nobody gives me attention. Nobody's getting them. We give you attention. It's like, where you at? Now we shouldn't like, have gave it to you. Exactly. Exactly. So we have assessed the first round. We got the second round going forward. How would you assess Brooklyn's NBA playoffs? Was it an abject failure this season, or what would you assess it as? Man, it was a complete failure to me. Uh, I, I mean, I get all the stuff they going on and all that stuff. You don't get a pass in the NBA for having a season where Kyrie didn't want to play because of his reasons. I respect him. Not the same thing. He didn't want to play. Three had injuries. He came back. Um, you had your full roster, besides Ben Simmons, who I don't ever want to hear about saying he makes a roster full because he doesn't count. You had Seth. You had everybody, right? You had DeAndre Jordan. I mean, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Drummond, right? You had everybody, right? There's your full team. You had everybody, and Kyrie got going. Durant couldn't get going. You you, you built that team. You don't have a head coach. Don't say Steve Nash head coach. We, we both know he's not a head coach. So your only weapon was your, these two guys have to be going every night. They didn't get going together one game. When when when, when Kyrie, I mean, when Durant finally started jacking up shots, he went at 12 for 30. It's terrible percentage to get 30-some points. Kyrie had 20 points on like five, eight, eight shots. He didn't even care. Kyrie, like at, at game four, he was cool. Like, I'm, I'm cool against well. I'm out here to get through the season. I'm okay with it. And then the first two games, he came out trying to beat the world, and Durant seemed like he was cool with it. I, I just didn't feel that, hey, we got something. You know when you say, oh, we've been through a lot of everybody, this, blah, blah, you come out to try to take somebody head off. When did Brooklyn take somebody head off that series? Tell me one time you're like, oh, here Kyrie and Durant go. I was disappointed in not the result, the energy from them two. I saw other people going hard. I didn't see it from them. Them two together never showed me they were ready to win anything. The telltale sign was game three. You're, <laughs> you're back home in Brooklyn. I know you don't want to hear his name, but Ben Simmons says, oh, I'm coming back game four. They lose game three. Oh, my back hurts. Then there's no adjustment from game one or two. Uh, yeah, like, so the energy there was flat. And then game four, they tried to you – ha- you saw uh, Blake Griffin. You saw – all these dudes coming out the woodworks, the older dudes who like they know it's the last game. Dragons, they like they try to pull out everything with KT and every KT tape and everything, try to band it together. But yeah, so let me next important question. I don't want to get too far in the offseason, but it's a it's a conversation that's come up of late. What does Brooklyn need to do going forward? Like me personally, there's no way I could pay Kyrie. Not <laughs> not a, not no. Like I would call Kevin Durant. Like look, if you want to trade, that's fine. But I'm not paying you for it. it. It's no, not gonna happen. 
I was going to say with you, I was like, Steve Nash got to go. And the first thing that should happen is they should. Sean Mark, Steve Nash, go ahead. Yeah. And then you should pull Kyrie to the side and say, don't ever say me and Durant and management will figure this out because you don't have nothing to say in this. You had when when Brooklyn basketball becomes your main priority, which has never been. Maybe we can talk. But yeah, this man gets a one year at a time contract. Most. I mean, if they can do half seasons, do that. But I know they can't. He gets nothing. I mean, you tell and then, one more thing. When you tell me Durant and Kyrie had 32 points in game three and Jason had 39 by himself, you tell me better y'all combine. Get out of here, man. I, man, yeah. Do not pay Kyrie more than one year at a time and not let this man be involved in any decisions. Like, hey, I know we get on LeBron. It's, let Kyrie be involved. It's worth it. Let LeBron be involved. I know LeBron with well, the no. is a bad look. Don't let Kyrie be involved in no decisions. I, 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 I agree. Um, so, look, on that note, right? We're gonna have to we have to finish that up on another day because that's because there's some other things to go with that. We're gonna pick up that <laughs> next podcast because there's still gonna be some energy. Yo, people, you already know it's dropping the mic, keeping it locked. We thank you guys for participating today, listening and carrying on. Share the show. You can find us on any of your podcast platforms. Look us up, drop the mic sports talk. We got social media. We got all that stuff. Just keep looking, looking, lock, listening to the show and sharing with your friends. We appreciate you. Thank y'all for being 100 and real. Till next time. That's it. That's all. Dropping the mic the right way. Drop the mic.